Welcome, welcome, welcome. New episode of No Words Bar podcast. Um, we're starting this off. Um, it it's it sucks to start off something like we, we're the show on a on a sad note, but um, but yeah, uh, rest in peace um, to Bray Wyatt and and Terry Funk. Um, the last last week lost two legends in in wrestling and um it's a lot of people's affected by it um it came at a total shock um for everybody um it's it's um it's surreal it's surreal to think about it you know um it's 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 a it's a very surreal feeling and i can only um you know to the windows and and rotundas and um you know brace family with jojo and the kids um oh man uh much 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 love and um and 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 blessings to them because they it's this this is a tough loss it's a tough loss for yeah wrestling community man um yeah yeah it's i it's still not fully registered in my mind it kind of it saddens me um thinking about it in time and waves but you know uh one thing about his character, man, one thing they the constant thing we've heard uh from a lot of people when they talk about him, um, he would have wanted the show to keep going. Keep keep it rolling. Um, but man Yeah, he he's he's a great man. Um What a loss, man. What a loss. Thirty six years old. You know, yeah. I think about that because you know, we're like you're you're thirty six, I'm thirty two, yeah. and you know, that, that that means he was pretty, he was in our generation of um of folks that just right there in our age range and for him to just die that young you know and unexpectedly you know that really is it's it's a wake-up call and it feels yeah. like you know it's a hit of reality that, that how how fleeting life can be yes. and just our own mortality as well you know and you know and in a modern era, you know, he's like, you know, outside of him and, and, and Brody Lee, like, which, you know, ironically enough, you know, they're founding members of the Wyatt family. Uh, you're two of the modern era that just that, that passed away, you know, you know, young and, and shortly, you know, right. and, and unexpectedly. And that, 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 that kind of does mess with people because, you know, you know, in this era, we would thought that, you know, the current generation of wrestlers would have moved past from, you know, you know, passing away early, you know, mm-hmm. and, 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 but in this case, you know, they somewhat died of natural causes as opposed to, you know, you know, their, their pre, you know, their predecessors were, or where they were, you know, they abused their bodies. Yeah, you know, yep. to the point that they they couldn't take it anymore, or they just gave out. Uh, but here, man, you know, for Bray, apparently he already had a heart condition uh, that was further exasperated when he had a bout of COVID earlier in the year, uh, and 
it looked like that he was on the way to recovery, that he was going to be near, you know, clearance to compete again. Um, but, you know, he just ended up dying in his sleep. Um, and he, uh, he did not have his, uh, believe he had, um, uh, he was either a heart monitor, I think it was pacemaker or defibrillator, um, that he had on him. And, um, he did bless it wearing it at the time of his passing. So, oh, God, that, yeah, and, um, it's, and that was uh, reported by, uh, by uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful. Um, it was, yeah, it's it's very it's very sad. It's very sad to hear. Um, yeah. And when you just get the details of that, is you know, it's, it 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 just makes it so brutal. You know, yeah, you know, man. Because he still has so much to give. Right, right. You know, it's you know a lot of this, a lot of wrestlers. You know, their their biggest fears is you know getting obviously getting injured in the ring. You know, and and something catastrophic there. But you know, the also the amount of the 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 toll that it puts on these performers' bodies. You know, um, regardless of how scripted this, you know, how wrestling is, um, there is always a reality to it, a realism to it. And the truth is that no, like the. What they're doing is not typically of what you would do to your body. And, you know, and, and you're so worried about your health inside a ring, but then it's just the stuff out. I mean, inside a ring, the stuff outside, too, you know, that that you have to take care of and you have to give attention to. And, you know, in this case, you know, it's. You know, people have, I'm pretty sure there's many performers out there that have had, you know, you know, heart issues or surgeries or whatever it is, you know, in, in their in their lifetime. And they're, you know, they could possibly, you know, you wouldn't know it unless they talk about it. That's that's in the ring, you know, but the thing with Bray Wyatt, you know, I, I, I to the to a lot of people, I don't think they really realize or maybe even remembered that he had a heart condition already. And like you said, and as the report went out, is that, and then you mix that in with the unfortunate circumstance of COVID spreading around, which kind of also makes it a biggest, bigger emphasis on and proves that, you know, how much of an impact COVID has on your body, especially if you have, as they always said, pre-existing um, conditions. Um, that was always the warning about it. Um, but uh, the fact that, you know, it was unfortunate that he'd gotten that and 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 it kind of expedited a lot of the the heart issues and made it even worse um and despite all of that despite all of that um he did he did come back you know and i think about when he did come back um in in his most recent return you know the excitement behind it um, behind him coming back, even when it was just only rumors, you know, once trips, he got in control and that was one of the first people that a lot of the fans were kind of excited wondering like, well, is he going to come back now since trips yeah. is controlled, you know? Yeah. And when he finally did show up, man, like the people, 
the people love the man. Like he's one of those guys. The no matter if he was a face or a heel, man, the, the people loved him. People loved that character, and it was just. And, and I think a lot of people loved it because it was just out of respect and because he was that dedicated. You know, we we us us wrestling fans, we we could very we could decipher pretty easily real or fake. You know, as far as um, the believability of a character when when it's presented to us on on TV, um, whether if it's a character that genuinely fits them or not, you know, we could we could point that out pretty pretty easily. And with him, you know, um, to do something as a, it's a major like an overhaul character overhaul for when he was Husky Harrison the NXT shows, and in part Nexus, and to transform into Bray Wyatt, like it, it's it's a, it was a remarkable transformation in how that once it's just that character was just perfectly made for him, and the fans realized that they acknowledged that they felt that, and in return, man, like it, it was just a mutual respect and, and admiration on both sides the, of us fans and him as the performer, and then how he didn't shy away from mental mental health issues especially when he came back and i remember that one promo yeah. that he did on smackdown and yeah was that return of, promo yeah and you know and, and it was a very authentic and genuine and you could see the emotion on his face as he was delivering it trying to hold up you know as much as he best best as he could um and that that also connected on another level with a lot of people too um and you you mix all that up man and you have a you have a recipe for something phenomenal there, and and that's what that's what he was, you know. Um, I always think about that Rock, you know, that the interaction with him and Rock at WrestleMania years ago, and the Rock literally went on a praise fest for him. <laughs> like I don't know how many times you see the Rock doing a praise fest like that for somebody on the main roster, yeah, like man. That. Right. But he was giving someone. Him- Post, you know, attitude and ruthless aggression here, like right. he really took in a liking to Bray. Exactly. Yeah. There. Yeah. Which, you know, and for the rock, you know, like you and we was discussing, you know, previously, you know, his exposure into the wrestling business and the wrestling families, the rotundas, the windoms. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> so his exposure to Rock, the Rock had that mutual respect anyway. Yeah. You know, you even see you even see when when um you know when when Randy Orton was with part of the Wyatt family for a quick second, you know, the Ortons, you know, these yeah, wrestling man. families, man. And I'm pretty sure. I'm know, pretty sure the, Randy, I'm pretty sure he wanted to say something or, yeah. you know, or I'm pretty sure he could have tweeted something. Uh, but I know he couldn't show up on camera anytime soon, but I know he really wanted to pay his respects oh, to man. Bray because he gave Bray two of his best, two of his best, you know, Fuse, his best storylines, best angles. Uh, really, some of Randy's best work came with working with Bray. And, you know, I think he was one of the few that actually bought in to whatever yeah. ideas that Bray had in mind. Him and him, him and Brian Danielson. Oh, those two were like oh, man. They were all in on this. <laughs> no pun intended. On, yeah. um, on Bray's, uh, Bray's creativity. And they really they and they gave they gave him some of his best work. Um, you really, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Oh no, that that, that was that was it. Uh, oh yeah, man. But um, yeah, it's going to be missed, man. You 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 know, it's. I thought about this um a couple of days ago, and I actually tweeted it out. Um, you know, when you really think of Bray Wyatt's character, and and it wasn't just only the fact that what he did is not only what attracted people to him, but it was also his character was so loved and adored and respected that it was a big deal if he was in the feud with him. And I think about two specific moments that, you know, really gave you the full view of the, the how, how, how connected the people were with this character and just how great of a moment that crowd reaction was. And the two moments I think of specifically um, was that that inter- the first time interaction between the Wyatt family and the Shield, and I always remember leading up to that, like the crowd were like once the first time they really like had that interaction on TV, and the, the everybody was just like like just foaming at the mouth for like wanting that to happen. Like everybody's like, all right, listen, these two factions, like they're like badass factions. They need to get they need to get in the ring and and have some type of matches and. You know, and I think about the. I still remember that Raw, I think it was, and where they finally was like in the ring together at the same time. The crowd was going absolutely nuts. Yeah, man, man that that was a that was a great moment. And then I think about the whole Daniel Bryan being part of uh, the Wyatt family uh, storyline, which if people don't give that storyline enough credit, because that, that, that helped elevate Brian exactly, more. and and I felt that, and I look at it in hindsight now, and I remember that that steel cage match that uh, Bray was in, and, and and Daniel Bryan was in there, and Daniel Bryan finally turned on the Wyatt family, and went back, you know, went to his own self, and him being on that cage and doing them yes chants, and that crowd, that image, I like that's one of those images that I just don't ever forget, and the person on the other end, like why was that reaction so big when that happened is like Daniel Bryan, of course played a big part of it, but Bray, Bray, like it's the villain. It's the villain. You want to see the villain <laughs> get defeated, man. And that was, and I felt like at that moment, that's when I think whoever decided to finally say, all right, listen, we're going to go with this Daniel Bryan, you know, going to WrestleMania thing and winning the belt. I really felt like it was that moment in that match, um, that that's when they decide, like, all right, we're going to go with this, you know. And Bray was part of both of those moments. Yeah. So you know, it, it's he was. It's just so much. It was so much stuff, man. That he was that that he was just part of, and it just sucks that you know we no longer have him here, and um, yeah, you just never want to hear uh, stuff like this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but yeah, you can yeah. also say he was. Instrumental in, uh, in the beginning of um, the Tribal Chiefs' reign. Oh, oh yes, of course. Yeah. It was today's three years. Three years now. Three years. That, that, uh, that, that Roman uh, uh, took the title from him. And yeah. pretty much, he, he, in some ways, he destroyed the Fiend character <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And... But yeah, he's he's been he's been here for some of um the WB's most crucial moments to usher in a new era and and build the stars up now, you know, and, and 
you know, it's just, you know, it's really a shame that, you know, he never really got all of his ideas coming to fruition and we yeah. didn't get to see more of him outside of the wrestling ring and like into film. Yeah. Or something in that range. But this legacy is going to live forever. Oh, yeah, definitely, you know? man. And, definitely. And, you know, and there, there probably will be another creative mind that will come down maybe 15, 20 years down the line yeah. that could you know, bap out that vision that he had for, you know, himself and for professional wrestling. Yes, sir, man. It's, man, it, 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 this is one of those things that, you know, um, you know, we, we, we really could go on and on about it, man. But we, but we do have, we do have other stuff that we do want to touch on in the show. Um, but, you know, and, and plus, man, you know, want to go, you know, transition onto, to a much, uh, happier note but um but listen i i not to be forgotten terry funk man um hardcore legend yeah you know, that's i mean you know popularized <laughs> the style you know in the states but you know he he has so many errors himself yes you know? uh, he's 50 he years in the industry yes a second generation star you know brother dory funk jr son of dory funk senior yep uh you know, and somehow, you know, he ended up becoming the biggest star of them all. Um, and that that's just, you know, from him being a really good technical wrestler in the in the seventies and early eighties and mid eighties, it did transition into deathmatch wrestling in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you know, from FMW to ECW, and still just. Paying it forward to the next generation of stars that came his way, and even having a run in WWE, WWE, you know, with Chainsaw Charlie, yeah. you know, alternating between that gimmick and his actual name, yeah, uh, and you know, and him and Mick Foley just having, you know, oh, that man. feud, uh, and man. he 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 did it all. He really <laughs> did it all. He has in his man. fifty years. Um, and wrestled in every promotion that was pretty known to man at the time. <laughs> right, right, uh, right. And, but, he, you know, it, yeah, he, he just seems like, you know, someone that I really, I really want to sink more into yeah, of man. his career. Yeah. Because, you know, I always had, like, bits, of, bits and pieces. You know, I've yeah. seen his stuff with Flair. Right. Um, you know, working with Flair, you know, in the, in the late 80s. I, was, I saw him, you know, of course, working in ECW. Yep. You know, and his feud with Raven and him becoming ECW champion. You know, and, you know, I've seen his stuff, you know, of course. Uh, it, I saw it in WCW, you know, uh, where, you know, it, it was in his dying days. And it really yeah. did showcase the best of Terry. But I always knew him as, you know, someone that was pretty important at the time. Mm-hmm. And, but he still managed to, like, be able to work at a pretty high level <laughs> deep into his, um, you know, into his like fifties and sixties. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that was that ECW one night stand tag, you know, no, that right. was, which I find was, was still pretty good. Uh, and you know, and he would just, you know, I mean, of course, you know, he paid the price for that physically. Yes. Uh, that, you know, he, he couldn't move as good as he did in his later stages of his own life. Um, and I think he was in assisted living, um, you know, up until his final days. And, you know, but man, you know, he's just 
Like you, you know, in a, in a way, you, you knew that it was going to come, but you, you still can't be prepared for it at all. No, of course not. Um, and you know, I really want to watch more of his older stuff. When yeah, me he too. Was working in New, working in all Japan, uh, as a white meat baby face, uh, he did have the goatee. You know, he still had the curly hair. But uh, but I've only watched like a few of his matches, Jumbo Saruto. But I want to check out more and see that side, and then. Just see how he gradually progressed into becoming the hardcore legend that yeah. we know today. Yes, yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, you know, it, it, like I said, for me, you know, all of my exposure to Terry Funk was, you know, pretty much like like you just said, you know, um, from that time period, um, as far as footage that was always available, you know, the late 80s into, you know, well when he was within wwf and stuff and um you know but there is and then we all we always know about the the infamous you know match with the explosions and all that and with the death matches with mick foley and and now you know and i wonder did he he ever face abdullah the butcher uh, I'm, sure. I, I, I I'm pretty sure he could have like, possibly he ran cross paths with them because i could check it out yeah, I mean, I, I'm just saying. Like, I'm pretty sure they had the cross pass before. They had to us, have. You know. Yeah, there's, there's no way that you know they both of them have wrestled for so long that they right. have yet to like face each other in any sort of fashion. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but um, but like I said, they only got so much, so little exposure to um, so only so much of his career, man, and and the fact that there is just there is a lot, there is a lot before. Then um uh, you know it's it's something that I definitely personally want to look into, man. But definitely both legends in the industry. Rest in peace to both of those guys. Um, and you know, love and condolences to to their loved ones and their families. It's never never a right time for any of that stuff to happen. So, but their memory is gonna live on. Um, but on to other things. Uh. I believe we have some international stuff going on, man. Wouldn't you agree? Some FIBA. International hoops? Yes. Oh, my goodness, man. Yes, the FIBA World Cup started um, last weekend. Um, uh, you know, it, you know, I've been trying to catch up and watch uh, 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 some selected games. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to watch every game because why would I put myself through that? And yeah. you know, and you know, and, and even though the quality would be decent, uh, I just better off just watching you know the U.S. and Canada and what what Roddy Hollis Jefferson was doing with his best Kobe impression at the time. <laughs> and he got two more games to go. Like there's apparently two more games to play in the classification stage before um, they start the knockout round. So we got two more games of Rondé trying to do some Kobe moves. So I'm prepared to watch that. Um, but yeah, man, the USA, man. Yeah, it's pretty clear, cut and dry that they're they're going to at least be in the gold medal match, mm-hmm. if not win the whole thing again, because they they've been running comfortably in their group. Uh, they they annihilated Jordan earlier uh, today, and they held uh, Rondé to twenty points. So, oh man, yeah, <laughs> oh man, at least he got twenty. I mean. Honestly, I still feel like this performance in this tournament uh, will probably grant him uh, one more contract in the league, uh, whether it's a 10-day or just something very minor. 
But, you know, I mean, he's he's not going to be doing that in the league, obviously. He's not going to be putting up 36 points. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, off of 18 for 20 shooting. But the fact that he still has a skill set there, you know, and he's been he's been performing pretty well. He, he could be a serviceable bench player for yeah. some type of team, you know, down the line, at least for like 20 games or so. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, but I wish him the best of luck. Um, but yeah, they play. Uh, they play tomorrow at eight thirty <laughs> against Egypt. So hopefully he does play, and I get to see him just try to drop a forty burger against Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, but the but we'll US, see. US is run, US is running the table. Um, Anthony Edwards and Austin Reeves look like they're. I mean, look like two of their best players for sure. Um, and I, I have a feeling that Austin Reeves might be the Lakers' best player come um, in the season. Yeah, uh, he's he's playing like it, bro. Um, he's he has been really so- rock solid, you know. And funny enough, I, I'm pretty sure your dad will love this, but the current starting lineup of the Team USA group probably will look like an alternate universe New York Knicks because you have Josh Hart <laughs> and you have Jalen Brunson and Mikel Bridges. Jerry Jackson Jr. playing at the five. And I think who they had at the four. Um, it was a pretty it was a pretty good name, uh, pretty good talent. Uh, I can't remember exactly who was playing at the four. Let me check here. I got it back on me. Um, oh, Ant Edwards. Ant Edwards was playing the three and Mikel was playing the four. That definitely would have been an alternate <laughs> universe New York Knicks team if you see it. <laughs> and, Don't um, give them any ideas. Don't give them any they, ideas, man. I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm for sure the Knicks are trying to get Bridges to come across from Brooklyn to Manhattan anyway. So uh, you know, they try to complete that uh that Philanova um you know core. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, they, they, but yeah, Edwards is that's my know, dude. The star, he's he's the star <laughs> for sure. Oh, man. Man, and I love that dude. Destroying opponents, like I'm like they play, he only played half the game. He had 22 and eight against Jordan in 19 minutes. I'm like they don't, they're not even playing at they're not even playing at their fullest potential. No, you know no. they're just making it light work and easy work for them. And I'm pretty sure the only times where they're, they're they're likely will have to play at their fullest is against Spain if they beat them, Slovenia with Luca, uh, and Canada. Because Canada. Canada is, you know, they they are too. It's another team that's comprised of mostly NBA stars. I mean, Shea Gilchrist, Alexander, yeah, Australia too, with Josh Giddy and Patty Mills. Like when it gets to the knockout stages, that's when we'll really see the Patty U.S. Mills. at their test their metal. But you know, like they're probably going to knock out one team with blow up, but the other ones are going to be pretty close to the <laughs> end. Yeah, if, if I, like Sylvania, I, I like. Uh, Luca's going to go out their throats if they play, face, each, face each other in that knockout stage. He's going <laughs> to, I think, him alone will keep Sylvania in the game until the end. <laughs> um, but uh, but just looking good too. Uh, Shake up Alexander again, just continuing to pick up where he left off last season. Um, I'm pretty sure the Thunder they're 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 going to have a big season ahead of them. Oh yeah, uh, they're making the playoffs. Do you I'm, know I'm the going. funny thing is, this is not even their strongest team. Nope, it's like, not. There's still no Jamal Murray, no Andrew Wiggins. Uh, they don't have any bigs. Like, uh, I mean, Kelly Olnick and, and Dwight Power are good, but 
as far as like Brandon Clark is injured, so he couldn't play. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, we have Kim Birch, or you know, I think you know Chris Boucher. You know, I you know, I think he's just he just had a horrid season last year, so that pretty much took him out of contention. But they have bigs available. You know, they still need pray Ben Ben Macdoran and um, uh, what's it, Andrew Nembrard of the Pacers. They're also yeah. Canadian. So yeah. you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they still, they still like Jamal Murray will probably if they Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins will play, you know, with the other players notwithstanding, if they were part of this Canadian rock makeup right now, I could also see them as gold medal um, contenders. You know, yeah. um, I mean Murray and Shea alone, <laughs> and Kelly Olynyk. You know, you know he will, he will give you like 15 points. You know, from time to time, or at least four threes. I'm like, yeah, they will definitely give the USA rougher the money if oh, they yeah. had Jamal Murray and Andrew Wiggins healthy yeah. and available yeah, on that true. team right now. Yeah, my father, low-key, like, if he's not – I mean, he'll cheer for, for Canada, too, because he has basketball yeah. bias, you yeah. know, for Canada. But, um, but no, nah, I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't uh, gave me a, 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 a big soliloquy about or update about the, um, the Canadian team. He hasn't said anything. Like he hasn't mentioned that. I don't think he's watched much of the games. Well, he probably has. My father probably has. But I, I know I haven't really got a chance to watch uh, much of, if any, of the games. Um, maybe clips yeah. here and there, you know. But, but, but I haven't really, you know. I can't say that I, I, I've watched any of the games um, so far. But, um, but I'm definitely tuning in to the next game um, whenever it is. But let me look at their schedule. Real quick, what their next? I believe they're going to play on Friday in the classification game. Yes. Oh, four forty a.m. I don't know about watching that. Yeah, live, I guess but... Montenegro. Yeah, Montenegro is actually an interesting matchup there, but um, but I'm pretty sure they can handle them pretty easily. Um, yeah, I guess um, Nikola Fucevic, you know, he um, he's their guy. Fuch. Montenegro. Yeah, Fuchi Bang is uh, on that team. Um, I, I'm I'm quite disappointed with the. I mean, I mean, I knew the Philippines were going to do much. In this tournament, they they got steamrolled. They lost all three of their games. But I was disappointed in the fact that Jordan Clarkson was the only NBA representation on that team. Yeah. Where I know that there was two other Filipino players, if I'm not mistaken, in the league right now. Jalen wow. Green being one. Um, I can't remember the other. And I'm like, hey, bro, why are not why are not representing Philippines? Y'all not going to make the USA team at all. Right. <laughs> Let's just keep it real. That's why Tory Clarkson he did what he had to do. Um uh, NBA Filipino Filipino NBA players. Uh yeah, Tory Clarkson, he was he was pretty good. He put up some good numbers um uh in um for his time in the group stage. But uh Carl Anthony Towns though, he carried the Dominican Republic to the knockout stages, so he won their group. Um he was great. <laughs> Carl Carl, you know what? There's something I can say about him. You know, we, we see the debates with the centers between the Joel Embiid's, the Rudy Gobert's, the Carl Anthony Towns. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing Cat get cast above them is that he can carry his country and <laughs> and take him and try to take him to the promised land. He won't he won't he won't um shut down when the lights are bright there. So you know what? I'm gonna give Carl his respect here for this moment, you know, because he's he's holding his own. For the Dominican Republic, without Al Horford too, who's retired from international competition, by the way, um, uh, he's Puerto Plata Poppy. Yeah, so he, so <laughs> yeah, I guess cats take cats taking over the rings now. Oh man! Uh, but 
But I'm saying that because you have Joel Embiid, who is a Cameroonian international, who also can qualify for the French national team and even the United States. Even the U.S. team, and I, I feel like he should be playing for Cameroon, and and help out and represent, and him and Pasco Siakam could pretty much carry that team uh-huh. into the knockout stages. Uh, you know, France. I mean, yeah, but they also have Victor Wimbiyama, and I, I feel like he's going to be the star of that team when he's rightfully coming of age in the Olympics. Yeah, and USA that would just be the easy way out. I'm sorry, I'm like, sorry, <laughs> dog, bro. I'm, I'm I'm glad that you're going to be a part. You know, if he wants to be a part of it, that's cool. But yeah. it would be dope to see you represent your country and put on these unbelievable performances, putting your team over the top against you know probably potentially stronger competition. Right, and for Cards and Towns to do that right now, with Rudy Gobert. He got frozen. He shrunk in the pressure, and France got eliminated. He didn't even make the Lord. knockout stages. He got eliminated Lord. the group. Embarrassing. So I won't put He's that on Victor because he did play. Victor didn't play. I won't put that on Evan Fourier, too, because he tried his best. Yeah. What the fuck, Rudy? That's embarrassing, <laughs> dog. No wonder. Hey. That's why Carl is still the guy there in Minnesota. Him yeah. and Anthony. That, that like I'm watching their performances in this World Cup. I'm like, those are the two. Like, I mean, you could probably have one more season with Cat before you move off from him, but uh, it, it just shows those are the two. Don't worry about Rudy. Let them have the ball at all times. And, if, you know, and I hope I hope he does well some more in the knockout stages um, because, yeah, he looks like he's in for a big year because this might be the year that he might move on. You know, I got one question for you, bro. So, yeah, let's say – the U.S. gets gold, right? Uh-huh. Does that make them world champions? <laughs> yeah. It's the World <laughs> Cup. <laughs> okay. I just had to ask because, you know, apparently I mean, there's... But listen, <laughs> I, I, you know, with that debate, I mean, for, for, what's his name? Noah Laos? Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, listen, there's a part of me that agree with what he's, where he's trying to come from. I understand where he's getting from from the notion of, you know, domestic yes. Yes. American sports leagues classifying themselves as world champions. Yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, in, in, in a case that, yeah, I mean, you know, they didn't really play anyone outside of their league and outside of the country for the most part, other than maybe Canada. But in the same token, I mean, the NBA, NFL, MLB, uh, you know those they're they're the three biggest sports franchise sports, you know leagues in the world. Yes, in the world, they're worldwide, and you know for them, you know I I could you know I, you know I always have these mega dreams of like all right, at least for basketball, they can put up an idea to have an actual world champion or a you know, World Cup type of display for their professional teams. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But that's the, I mean, that's the only way it really could, you know, shut this debate off once it were good, right? But and still, the NBA is the best league in the world. They are. Period. The best players, the absolute best players in the world. Yes. 
play in the NBA. Yes. Giannis Antetokounmpo representing Greece. Nikola Jokic representing Serbia. Luka Doncic representing Slovenia. And even the the Wagner brothers and Dennis Schroeder. Germans killing it. They're killing it in the tournament too. I cannot (laughs) forget about Germany. Like that's another team that I'll be like the U.S. be like they will give them problems because you know Dennis Schroeder. Come on, man, he's going <laughs> to talk shit. And the Black, oh, the Wagner brothers, they talk shit too, and they're very good. So yes. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to the quality of the competition increasing for us, for 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 our American foot soldiers out there on the court to you know to just test their metal, just to see how they do in a tight situation against, you know, competition that is at their level to an extent. And this is the best team to put this group with, you know. It's a young team, really high-quality athletes, you know, but it's they're young. You know, this, is, this isn't this is our best team that's out there in the FIBA World Cup. Oh, you course. know, our best team is likely going to be the Olympics. Oh, of course. You know, and – but still – this is a team capable of winning gold easily. Yeah, uh, it just shows the, the gap in the talent disparity that is there uh, for NBA athletes and the rest of the world. And you know, I'm, but I'm just looking forward to see how they fare. Um, you know, going to the knockout stages and when when the Canadas and the Germanys and the Australias and the Slovenias and even the Serbias and the Spains and Serbia don't even have Nikola Jokic for this um tournament. I mean, I'll, I'll sit out for this too, man. He, he, yeah. He's the NBA world champion. <laughs> he is. He really is, man. Let me. You know, I, I'm. I'm not going to spend much time on that. The, the whole debate, debate thing, because it's really been oh. annoying the shit out of me. It's really. just annoying. I don't think it's. Deep, yeah. But it's it's understandable. I can understand where he's. I saw from, the but, vision. I see where he is. What he's trying to say. The execution wasn't there. It was not there, and. My thing is this. You ask any of these players. We've seen this historically when these international players get drafted in the, M- in, in the NBA draft every year. What is this typical story they tell you? Or, you know, what they tell you is like, you know, I watched. What do they watch on TV? They watch the NBA. And what is the one thing they ask? What is the one dream their dream to be part of? I want to play in the NBA against the world's best. The world's Simple best. as that. Simple as that. Simple as that. That's your answer right there. Oh, well, they ain't facing other countries. They don't need to do this shit because the world's best come to the U.S. and they play in, in the NBA. So you, they don't need to go over there and play all these different countries individually. They All the best players in the other countries, they come to the NBA. So the competition, you're playing the world's best competition night in and night out. Simple as that. That's the answer, right? That's why they're the world champions because you're facing the world's best. It's not who the, the world's best country. The NBA ain't for that shit. That's for that's the Olympics. And when the Olympics do come, yeah, the U.S. Sometimes they get their ass whipped, but the majority of the times, especially the since world champions, man, exactly, they get the gold, they whip the ass, and that's we'll get, it. We, we're going to get a lot of gold medals, right? Next so. Right, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like this whole dumb shit, this this debate thing's been the most ridiculous thing. I've I've ever seen there, and I've seen some people go some weird. They really go far out to try to defend this thing, like say that. Oh yeah, he's a hundred percent correct, and I'm just like, man, man, this this is we lost, man. This is this is we're just lost at this point. But 
but nah, it, it, it's it's whatever, man. With that whole thing, man, it's the world champions. You want to take the you want you want to take that title away from 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 Joker? Yeah, okay. Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that. You know, but um, but no, it it listen. U.S. They get gold here. That's fine. That's cool. They want to call themselves the world champions, the FIBA the FIBA team, and that's cool. That's fine. But I think at the end of the day, if you are not beating the Denver Nuggets right now, then hey, you're not world champions. But I will say this: you didn't one league you didn't mention, and you know I'm just going to say it real quick. NHL. There was a time. Uh, yeah, period. Yeah, oh yeah, I was I was definitely going to talk about them because that's the one that I could actually we, get behind. Of we've had, champions. we've yeah. had a World Cup World Ch- World Cup tournament um, years ago. Only one time we've had it, and they've been wanting to have it for for longest, but they can never get on the same page with the Winter Olympics and the NHL yeah. scheduling and when to do that stuff. So, but in context, well, I want to go to real quick in 1970s. Soviet Union, seventies and eighties. Soviet Union. I don't, people yes. that don't that they really don't know or really have know the history of, of international U.S. U.S. hockey in the Olympics and stuff like that. But the seventies and eighties, man, like the Russians, man, the Soviet Union, they were they were crushing everybody. They were in hockey, they were crushing everybody. There was a time they they had they they've had these tournaments before. Um, I remember where they in, in 1970s, uh, in the mid 70s, um, they had the Philadelphia Flyers, who at the si- at that time, 74, 75, the Flyers they were Stanley Cup champions, and in Madison Square Garden they had them play, play two games. It was back to back games at the back to back nights against the Soviet Union. Now, like I said, Soviet Union at this time they were feared. They were like you talking about, you know. The, 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 the iron fist that's what they were and they had a stranglehold and like you had times where there was a stanley cup champion they'll fa- try to face them and russia always won except for that yeah. one time that that one night that they did that second night they did play philadelphia madison square garden philadelphia literally kicked their ass i mean literally like was so physical with them that they walked off the ice <laughs> in back to their dress the locker room and they had to tell them like, "Hey, y'all do that, y'all losing." And they they wasn't they wasn't for that. They wasn't going to take an L by forfeit like that. So they came back and finished the game. But the point is that, like, this is not new. You know, this whole oh, you know, an all star team or whatever playing against the world and stuff like that. They used to do NHL. They do that shit every, almost every year. The all star game used to be that way. The all star game in NHL used to be North yeah, America I remember versus that. the world. Yes, yes, NHL so, versus the world. So there, there is precedent here when with this whole U.S. team or league or whatever, their champion, their best playing against other countries and shit like that. It it, it happens. It happens daily in the NHL. <laughs> but but I get the why there's so much of a big uproar and understanding with, when it comes up to the, the, the NBA. But to Lyles, that was that was a weird. That was a very weird track that Lyles was going on with that. It's kind of interesting why he mentioned this specifically the NBA. If that's the yeah. hill that he wants to die on with that, then he's more than welcome to do that. But uh, I mean, yeah. we just we just also had the World Baseball Classic. We had um, that too. You know, we just had that, and I think this also attributes to like, you know, again, um, what we were speaking earlier. Yes, for the show, how much growth 
the sport of soccer has come into the states. Yes, that now a lot of people that are getting into the sport, they're they're starting to figure out the nuances of how many championships you can win. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and how many titles. What differentiates a domestic title from a a continental title to a world title? Yeah, and. Obviously, the only world title that really matters is the one of the World Cup. Yes. Um, there is a club World Cup, and, you know, it, it, it happens every year. Uh, but it's, it's very short. And, you know, it, it's only between, like, the continents, like the, 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 the one team out of each continent. So they keep it short and sweet. But that's the only time they're able to, you know, get it's up, it, it's in January. So it's the only way they're like it's somewhere like in January, like February, around that time, you're able to get everyone's time frame together just for yeah. this moment. And um that's they're the only like this so far it's the only sport that normally does like a club world cup. Um I would love to see a basketball team world cup. Um, you know, the NBA champions facing, you know, whoever won uh the Euro League and whoever won in South America, you know, it's just four teams. Whoever, you know, the Asian league, you know, in, in China or whatever, they just, those four teams, they go at it. Exhibition. And that's it. Exhibition. Yeah. Four teams. Exhibition, you know, yeah. Or maybe, maybe a round robin exhibition of sorts, you know, yeah. in the preseason, if it's in preseason, fuck it. Yeah. I'm all for it, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, just, just so we can see something, you know, and yeah. we can see how they really stack up. And, you know, that'll probably the NBA team, they're likely probably play like two and a half, maybe three quarters of the game. It depends on how, how, how really they want it. I, I will, I will say that, you know, if, if that ever becomes an idea, Adam Silver, if you, if you have any of your interns listening here, um, yeah, go with it, man. Get the four <laughs> best teams in the world, including the NBA champions and yes. a little preseason, preseason, you know, exhibition Yes, with the, the other, the top European team, the top South American team, and the top Asian team at this moment, and uh, let them have at it. That's it. Yes, 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 indeed. Oh, man, but um, we it's like I said, international stuff. They're they're always intriguing debates and conversations with that. But but then again, it's like this: once you bring soccer into it, then it's like that's you talk about international competition <laughs> that's oh yeah that's uh i mean that's lot, that's man. yeah year that's round it's just year round like, it is literally year round it, so it's so big <laughs> it's, it's it's going on almost 365 days a year that's insane <laughs> a sport going on that long like that oh man but um i know um you also you know wanted to touch on real quick um college football season is coming up too uh, you know, you know, all eyes are going to be on Colorado. Um, you know, with Dion, you know how yeah. how that how that goes. Um, of course, you know, hope I hope prime time. I hope they have a good season, man. I, uh, yeah, I, I, man, I really good. hope they they pull it through because that's yeah. going to be the one game I watch for sure. Uh, <laughs> right. This uh, this weekend, um, just to see, uh, you know how, how he do, how he do it, man. In the in the in the big stage, you know, whatever's left of. Because well, is he now? Is he now in the Big Twelve? What's going on here? Because I'm, I'm confused with how I'm confused been set up now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just when you think you got things figured out with college football, 
um, yeah, even to man. a certain extent, college basketball now. It's just like when, just when you think you got one thing figured out, then they just literally flip the switch on you. They, they just start shuffling shit around. I, I've, I've lost track of which who's in which division anymore. <laughs> With that, yeah. especially college I football, I really don't know anymore. I don't know. I, I'm Yo, not going to bullshit you with that. <laughs> okay, they're still they're still in the pack pack ten pack twelve. I don't know, uh, you know, but I'm just looking at their schedule. I'm I'm just trying to see all the teams. Yeah, they're still in the pack pack twelve. I guess. Okay. Um. Um. Yeah, and but their first game is against TCU, and then they played Nebraska in Colorado State. First three games off the gate. Hey man, right. TCU Woo. is gonna be TCU gonna be tough. TCU's yeah. TCU's is gonna be tough. That's that's gonna be that's a good first game for them. That's a good first game for them. For, so, good first game. And that I'm yeah. definitely gonna be on my seat watching that for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to watch that um that game. What time does it come on? That game noon. Noon it's right at noon. So I'm like I'm uh, right there watching it. Right Saturday, there. right? Yeah, it's on Saturday. Dang. I'll probably be on my way to a birthday party that day, that time. Jeez. So uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I may, I, I may miss it. All my errands, all my errands is going to be run on on Sunday. So it's just Labor Day weekend. So yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, listen. There's also something else that's happening on Saturday too. Saturday night. Um, I don't know if you. Oh heard. yes. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, payback. There's a, there's there's two things happening this weekend, but I'm only paying attention to the one on Saturday. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, it's just going to be payback, man. Um. Yeah, um, it's a lot Pittsburgh. going on. Yes, yeah, they're, they're Pittsburgh. Yeah, you, you know that Pittsburgh is a steel city, Mo. Nah, I, nah, I, I had no that. idea. Nah, me neither. <laughs> what a <laughs> what a revelation! That was quite a rib on Corey that they did uh, on Corey for um that the crew the commentary crew did. <laughs> <They> were, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, let you know. Let's cut to the chase, man, because there's no need to go down the whole card. Um, so, uh. Becky Trish, what? How do you think that's going to end? And, oh, it's end for off, man. You know, it's I, I, yeah, I have um, you know, I have Becky winning this, so she could move on to um, you know, bigger things. It, but I don't see Trish leaving just yet. No, I don't think uh, so either. Especially after the ending of, of Raw, um, mm-hmm. there's there's a whole lot more that uh, that they, they could get going um, with uh, Trish and and Zoe. Uh, with their miscommunication issues yes. early, um, who knows if that's going to follow, be followed up on payback or later on down the line. Uh, but yeah, that's 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 the big match right there. Um, it's between this one and Seth and Shinsuke closing the show. I'm intrigued and about that honestly, one. Honestly, yes, honestly, the, depending on who closes for real. That definitely sets the tone of what's about to happen on the end of the show. Yes. Um, and you know, because you have Judgment Day again. That's it's really this show is an extended raw. <laughs> yes. And let's keep it real. Yes. Aside from L.A. Knight and The Miz, you right. know, and um, Rey Mysterio and Austin Theory, this is this is a raw light. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> You know, and you know, and I'm I'm cool with that. You know, it's it's just a it's a soft way to do like you know exclusive brand PLEs now. You know, in between the big shows, yes. So I I could see what Fastlane. I think Fastlane is the next one, right? Um, I think so. That could be SmackDown base. Uh, you guys probably could. have more SmackDown matches and probably two Raw matches 
on um on that one. Just uh, it's also a way of you know it, the new philosophy that Triple H and Nick Khan are doing with their shows, with their television. That a lot of the big programs are likely not going to be on that PLE of that of their choosing, and they're probably going to be running through TV. Yeah, and that just draws more eyes to the television product, and it and total also makes a better television program because you know there was times when we were watching WWE in the years past where it was such a chore to get through Raw. Yes, really yeah, in Raw. Yeah, um, sometimes SmackDown too, depending on the era. It probably was a Raw recap show. And the television didn't matter as much, but it always gets to the pay-per-views that, you know, that will be what shit goes down. Now you're getting a lot. You're getting a lot of, you know, storytelling. You're getting uh, angles that are building from one week to the next. And then you are having matches that are being held off from the PLE and put on an even bigger stage on the next week episode of Raw or SmackDown. And you get all that time that they need. And it's working wonders for a Chad Gable and Gunther. Oh, which, yeah. You know, as much as I would love to see them on a PLE facing no. each other, they don't need to. the fact that they likely will probably get a main event spot instead with history on the line yes. on that Monday Night Raw, is it makes it even better. It makes the moment better. makes it bigger. Yeah. Um, and that that's going to be a, a strong Raw there because I, I believe also Drew McIntyre and Matt Riddle are facing the Viking Raiders in a tornado tag match. Uh, so yeah, they're stacking that card up. You yeah. know, already they're 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 starting to um maneuver and figure out how they're going to format these shows in the impending NFL season. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how much how much of their audience holds up going into it. Um and um because they were, they were doing incredible numbers. Uh, the, throughout the summer, and it, I just want to see if that momentum is going to continue on. It can, I can see it continuing on, man. I I don't mind the format that they're doing it. it, it it's, it, I rather people, you know, I and I kind of alluded to it, like when we was talking about SummerSlam, you know how some people like when people were mad about the Trish, Trish and, and Becky match being um left off of it, and yeah, I'm, you, I'm glad it was, man. Oh yeah, definitely. What they gave us <laughs> on the show, man, I was like, ah, but yeah, I know, luckily, I know those three, so we included, made up for it in a big way this past yes. Monday. So, definitely, yeah, definitely, this has really been an up and down, um, feud and story and, um, and storyline for uh, Trish and Becky, but it the highs be really high as much as the lows being pretty low, yeah. But um, I'm pretty sure this cage match is going to be the former, and we're going to get something pretty spectacular, yes, indeed. Now, to make this an easier question, because really, like you said, you know, the, the, the main people that's on the show is Judgment Day. I mean, they're on the promo poster for God's sakes, right? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Knowing that there is two other mat- two other important matches that involves um, three out of four Judgment Day um, competitors. Who do you what do you think is going to be the outcome as far as who is leaving with belts? All three of them, Rhea and and Finn and and Damien, um will it only be Rhea and Damien? <laughs> um, uh, so that's what I mean it, again, that's that's what I'm thinking, man. Um uh, 
especially now, you know, because with Shinsuke and Seth, uh, the the wrinkle that you know that has been brought up now, you know, with Seth his having uh, he's been wrestling with a broken back, yeah. or you know, for the last couple of years. And I'm like, if he did, he have mentioned this in the past through social media that he's hurt his back before, but it was yeah. never really mentioned on television until now. Yeah, and now that that's just a big target, literally on his back. Uh, that could play a factor of him getting cashed in on. That's what uh, I was thinking. Because why would you mention it? Why would you mention it if yeah. that's not going to be something that's going to be main focus as to why he may lose that belt? Yeah, because everybody that comes his way before Damien cash in is going to target that back. And for Shinsuke, this is really good character development. I for, love it. I love this. They're, they're really letting him <laughs> be really well, with a lot of their Japanese talent now. Um, they're letting them be them. And and with that, you also get the subtitles into their promos. And yes. It, it just sounds so sinister when you're reading it and listening to them speak. And I'm like, and for, especially for Shinsuke, I'm like, yeah, this dude is like, this is chaos Shinsuke again. And I know that these two are going to go balls to the wall yeah. uh, on Saturday. And we're going to get, you know, New Japan, IWGP, Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke back for this match. And it's going to be awesome. And I'm looking forward to it. And I'm like, this is this is one of those matches that haven't happened often. No. And, and for no. for them to go go up against each other, like it, this should be pretty pretty fantastic. I agree, but man. Again, the placement of that match, if it's closing the show, yes, shit's going down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially if you know, um, JD, um, well, Finn and Damian. Don't win the tag titles against um Sammy and Kevin, which this is also an intriguing that again this is another match that it could either go it could go either way. Yes, because Sammy and Kevin too, they've been working hurt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know since WrestleMania and since you know they've been they've been going all they've been going all out they've been going great they've been running the table. All yes, twenty um. 2022 and then 2023 yeah and they're you know and you know all that work is cashing up to them now you know yeah uh, look at bianca bianca's yeah, yeah. you know like you know now speaking of cashins you know how how she lost the, that brief moment yeah. of having the title again you know it was you know it, it <laughs> you know it, it really like yeah it's, it's you know i don't you know it's interesting that they do break up the injury injury issue with seth because it does kind of overlap, you know, with the the work injury with the with Bianca her knee. Yeah, I don't know if they would want to do the same thing. I don't think so. No, no, no. There's a way if they could probably be creative with it, you know, and, and getting over that hump. So I I could see Priest um cashing in. I could also see him and Finn winning the tag titles. Exactly for a brief period of time. Yes, yes. You know, because I can I mean, see them winning because of JD Madonna's help. JD, and, Madonna, yeah, JD. Yep, yep. yep. And, and I he can, officially comes into the fold, right? Right. Day. Reluctantly, uh, with the with the slightest slightest approval from Damien <laughs> and Rhea. Know. Right, right, right. Well, Rhea seems like she's more welcoming. Like her, Rhea is more so just them being a, a collective unit. Yeah. You know, more so than anything, because she knows darn well that they are they run better as a group instead of individually, especially with her, you know, like and, and Dom. 
and Dom. Dom benefits the most. And also, and also, this this gives them more exposure. You know, they can go on SmackDown. Yes, as tag champions, like the whole crew of Judgment Day could just be there because Finn and Damian are tag champions. And with Roman being out for a couple of months, you know, along with the boosts of John Cena. Yes. You know, you having the you know judgment day there to just, you know, be there for a month or so, uh, to, you know, add some more ratings to the show and more viewership, you know, that 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 could play well because you're transitioning from the bloodline to judgment day now. And that's a way to get viewers from SmackDown to watch Raw to tune in to see what they're doing. Exactly. Exactly. It, it, it's the plan with the plan is there. The plan is in motion. Yeah. We see what they're what they're doing. And that's why it's working so good so far. Or has been uh for a good while. So hey, I I'm fine with that. Excuse me, I'm fine with that. Um before we leave, one more thing, one more parting shot. Um, I know you didn't watch it. I watched no. like no, I a couple not. of matches about a- a- AEW all in. I will say this. Um the crowd was a was A plus. The crowd was amazing. Awesome. Which it should, and, man. I, I yes. heard they, they already did a great number too. Yes, yes. Great numbers. Kudos to them for that. Um the three matches that I did see. Uh I did see the opening match with Punk and, and Joe. Um I was really shocked that Punk won with the Pepsi Plunge. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was really shocked about that. I was like, I was like dumbfounded. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, it, the funny thing, the only time I saw that clip was uh, through uh, Steven Richards. You know, oh. he has his YouTube channel. And he talks uh-huh. about, you know, because he, you know, he has a health degree. And he yeah. talks about how the nuances and her certain moves said, you know, if, if they hurt or what went wrong with the move. And he did like the fact that the Pepsi Punch was done in the opening match. Of yeah, show. it was just so <laughs> weird, man. I was just like. He he loved he liked the match a lot, but he did like did not like the finish. And exactly, in fact, the finish could have been very dangerous for both men at their yeah. age and their physical condition. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, like Punk. But you know, Punk and Joe, like they already had battle scars going into the ring. Oh, my <laughs> lord! Yeah, yeah. Well, well, hold on. I just want to get, get my point across with these two other matches. Yeah. The other match that I saw. Um, was FTR and, and Young Bucks, um, uh-huh. which was a pretty damn good match, also. But like they, FTR man, like I mean, what else really, really can't really say about FTR? Um, they, they, they've been, they've been doing work. Um, although there is a person that's associated with them, um, in, or in that that posse that's that's having some legal issues. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's 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 crazy in itself. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he and, was still able to work, but yeah. hey, man, which what can you do? And, and they retained. Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> right, yeah, they retained. Is right. Um, and uh, the the and then I saw the last match with um MJF and Cole. Um, I I I liked it. I liked it. I liked the match. It was fairly simple. Um, and of course. Them going um, at the end with who can Eddie Guerrero out Eddie Guerrero the other person um, yeah. then it, it, the, the finish then it, the finish was bullshit finish anyway the first time with the double clothesline and they both counted that they all their shoulders was on the mat they both counted to three and 
it was just so stupid. And I had a feeling that MJF was going to retain. But, but you know, apparently all that shit didn't matter. <laughs> apparently the show didn't matter. It's what no, happened. It, it's it, what it, happened it, before the show started. It's yeah, what mattered the most. It, it is pretty much, it's been taking over the news headlines. I'm tired of it. The wrestling's. Uh, I, I am too, because it's either, you know, shit or get off the pot right, right. now at this point. Because what, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, if for, for anyone that, that hasn't known yet, uh, during the pre-show for All In, uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry um, had a match with Hook uh, for a FTW title. I think it was a no-DQ match. And the moments leading to the show and the match, I think Perry, uh, according to sources, uh, and from you know, the Jim Cornette podcast as well, so you can take, uh, take it, you know, your word for it or however way you want it. Uh, Perry was intending to use real glass uh, for a spot, and I think a, a number of producers were uh, against him doing that, but he kept blowing them off. And eventually, it got to the point that they asked CM Punk to tell him that. Uh, and I guess, you know, Perry, you know, got upset. And during the match, uh, when they were getting setting up a spot with a car, you know, Perry knocked on the um, windshield and he said, and he said directly into the camera, said, you see that? Real class. Cry me a river. Which, oh, my gosh. Which was direct shot at Punk. Who was, I'm pretty sure he was a gorilla preparing for the match. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, and, you know, and then he do the glass spot and he takes it and Perry takes a suplex from um, Hook right onto the windshield. Uh, and then later after the match, Punk immediately confronts him, uh, you know, asks if they had a problem. And, you know, depending on accounts, because there's been multiple <laughs> accounts from people that were there and right. have witnessed it, and you know, it's either that Punk's threw the first shot or Jack mushed him. However, wherever the case is, it all had the same ending. Jungle <laughs> yeah. Boy got his ass whooped. Right, and right. He got somehow he was either either in a chokehold or he was goozled or he was in a headlock. <laughs> either way, Punk was on his ass. Yeah. And- <laughs> Yeah, and he, and he laid he laid him out to the point so much to the point he was so furious that I guess he held up the show. He was about to hold up the show in the match before all in began, and you know, in some way, I'm pretty sure that pissed Samoa Joe off. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, you know, he had to break up the fight as well, and I think Tony Khan got um he got some monitors some. Uh, ran into some monitors, fell on him or some shit supposedly, like that. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly. Who, who what, knows, what, man? Whatever, but yeah. hey, in the end, they, they went on with the match. You know, Punk and Joe had their match. Punk won. Uh, I guess it was still a professional match. You know, they still worked it, but I, I'm pretty sure neither man was in a good mood after that. Uh, Punk wasn't in Punk, a good mood getting into to there anyway yeah. because yeah. Cause there was nowhere, he, nobody to no pick him up service. from the airport. Right. And like, you know, there's multiple accounts on that as well. It's like apparently every member of the roster was to get in travel service, apparently. So, you know, but the but the travel agent or the travel director of the company, he also happens to be Young Bucks 
friend or fan or something. Uh, I mean, you could put two or two together, but, you know, the way it sounds like it was like it it sounds like that it was kind of petty because he said that he had a phone number to try to redirect them to him and it didn't exist. So, yeah, I mean, he was frustrated. I honestly, I, I could. That's I could be I could agree with that part. Yeah, I'll be of, pissed. Of being frustrated and pissed that yeah, you know he's being treated this unprofessionally um, in this company, and they're not they don't they don't they're not on their p's and q's on this well, shit. Well, however, man, he should have been laying hands on the nigga one year after laying hands on the right. PPs. Man, this is just it's just <laughs> it at this point. He's suspended um, again. I mean, at this <laughs> point, really, man, like it, it for AEW is like how much more shit does this guy have to do that takes a hit on y'all PR and all this other shit? Like, it's a damn shame. Like, nobody ever after almost every event, nobody talks about your event. People be talking about the drama outside of the ring. It's, it's like about the bullshit that's happening every yeah, time. Man. And it's and it's been a wild transition into different shit. Every, almost every month, every month is something different. If it's not punk, it's something else with the elite. If it's not something with them, it's with the women's division. Division. It, it, it's it's like, someone, probably someone with the mid card or right. Guevara or Eddie Kingston. It's yeah. something. It is always something or some dumb shit Jericho may say. You know, Jericho like Jericho tweeting. <laughs> yeah, something just stupid. You know, you or know. Tony Khan may say something because he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. He doesn't know when to shut up. Like he he just doesn't. Like and there's just so many reasons. And and, and people get pissed why AEW gets joked on and shit like that. It's like, dude, they put it upon themselves. They they created this environment. And they, they did quite this. foul. Yeah. Like they played the victim. Like they created this environment. They 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 it they started with the tribalism and they encouraged the tribalism from their fans. Right. And then when they're getting shitted on and rightfully so, because they fuck up on their account. Yeah. They want to be all kumbaya and be like, Hey, no, we have to be in this together. You know, as, as we support all wrestling and stop being the victims. I'm like, y'all motherfuckers are still bullying people. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, and, and there's a lot of things I've, and, and I pointed and then, out in the, in the past, like, why are you as a company so damn concerned about the WWE that you got to mention them on your program? And so many times in the promos, and it was, a, I remember like, like early last year, 2021, like early last year, they was doing a lot of that shit. And I'm like, like, why are y'all talking so much about WWE? And, and it's like, and y'all not even just doing it like a little tongue in cheek alluding to no, y'all saying their fucking company name on y'all television. Chris, do you recall the last time on WWE programming that anybody said AEW? No, no. Uh, other than the Cody documentary, right. that's about it. Exactly. And there's a reason why. Because they why would why would like you need to? They, yeah. they don't acknowledge anyone else, you know, except their own. Even though it, it has changed over time, you know, Michael Cole will make reference to, you know, you know, uh, Japanese and Lucha Libre yeah. companies and certain independent promotions, but nothing directed to Jacksonville because why no. give them that attention? No, why? not at all. Not There's at no all. There's that. no need to. There's no need to. And then also, and this is my biggest thing too with AEW and their fan base. Like they, they always want to talk about, oh, AEW is the alternative. 
We'll be a fucking alternative. Stop trying to, like, you, stop trying to do what WWE does. Be an alternative. Do shit y'all way. And if y'all sink or swim on it, then so be it. But stand 10 toes deep in your shit. If you're going to call yourselves an alternative, then be that. Be, be consistent with that. Because the moment that you do anything that's going to resemble anything WWE does, you, you, you shooting yourselves in the foot. Because you don't want you don't want to be, I understand you want to be respected into the same in the same way that that the WWE is quote unquote respected, but y'all are still at the beginning. Y'all just started, like y'all haven't grown enough equity to demand that right now, especially when all that people are hearing is the shit that's going outside of the ring. That is the most shit that people hear. And we know the Meltzers and the Alvarezes. We know they got their own agendas and, and a lot of this shit, too. We, they got their own. They have their own guilty oh, parts. Big and Dave. All this. I mean, Big Dave, for sure. Uh, yeah. Meltman, he, he has his biases. But, you know, Brian, I, I, even though Alvarez, is, he could be annoying. He, 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 see, he starts to see through some of the bullshit. Right, you know, right. And, 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 try, and try to try to call Dave out on it too, but you know, but wrestling journalists in general, like they, yeah. they're idiots. They I are. mean, that's just this is keeping a buck. Uh, and it, yeah, yeah, most of them, they, they, yeah, most it's on most of them. Yes, they're they're very they're 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 very um what, what's what's the word I'm looking for um uh they're they're very culpable or. The word I'm trying to look for, uh, they, 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 it's their fault. They play a huge part into the rise and the fall of AEW. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they are. They're both the. It's almost like the Frankenstein theory, you know, like it's you the create, death of their own creation. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You you created this monster. Yeah, <laughs> don't created complain monster when your monster is causing ra- wreaking havoc all over the place. Don't be mad. Y'all create. Y'all had a hand in creating this, so. This is y'all. And the same thing with Punk is like, you made this bed. You created this situation, this tension. You got to sleep in that bed. You can't make the bed and then bitch and complain because the bed don't feel comfortable. Motherfucker, you made the damn bed. It's <laughs> shit. Nobody else did it. And you know, that, it, and that's, it, it's, it's sad. It really is sad. And, it, and it, piss, it pisses me off because. I really do want to give this damn company a shot. I do want to give them a shot at this, but golly, they make it so fucking difficult. They make it so fucking difficult to even to to to, to, yeah, to just, take them seriously. I can't I can't take them seriously, especially if like one of their talents is doing your mama jokes or your mama replies and he claims to be a big star. And, and he he also says that you know WWE regret releasing him. Where in oh, reality, the thing oh, is just corny as gosh, Yeah, and his raps suck. Like, well, come on, bro. Well, like, it's a reflective like, of the of the rest of his crew that's on SmackDown. So I mean, it's keeping it a buck, man. There, there, you know, there's a, there's there's a reason why he's getting a lot of attention and a lot of television time. Mm-hmm. It's not because Tony likes him. No. Yeah. <laughs> Nepotism is crazy. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But it, it's, like I said, o- overall, though, you know, like I said, to put a bow on this AEW stuff, um, they got, they just got cut, cut punk loose. Just cut him loose. 
Just cut him to fuck loose, man. Enough of this shit. Like, cut, if you're going to kill the snake, you got to cut the head off. You got to cut the head off. And unless Tony wants to, but Tony doesn't. And then let's not also forget, there is a interest from the Warner Brothers side. There is an entertainment side and, and media rights that they have to, because we don't know where they stand at. We don't know. We don't know where Warner Brothers stand at with that shit regarding punk and oh and, man they, they they want punk they want to keep it there as best as they can because they made that show just for him they 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 they're they're they, listen, this, man. Is <laughs> this is dysfunction this is dysfunction golly oh lord well this is what happens this is what and happens that, that, that's what we have we have david sauce off just like doing whatever <laughs> you know he's just like Giving them, giving Tony Cash is just like and and, and be a, a CM Punk fan, I suppose that uh, yeah you you will let the bullshit slide. And the fact that Tony Khan himself is supposed to be the CEO and and a boss, he's supposed to be a boss, but he's far from a boss. He's a fucking substitute teacher. Yeah, and that's how he acts when you know when there's. There's a lot of bullshit going on in the locker room, and there's a lot of upheaval and uncertainty and a low morale, and he's doing nothing to rein them in. No, not at all. He's not helping that. He's not helping the situation at all. He is not helping at all, man. And it, they just, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna. What's who knows what's gonna happen a week from now? Who knows? I mean, I and then I yeah. heard a report that Punk wasn't even aware that he was suspended. Who knows? Who knows what what the <laughs> hell is going on over there, man? But um, more power to them. I'll just say that more power to them, you know. But hey, sucks for them. It really does suck. It does. It did overshadow a a, a pretty good um event for them, and and well, see how they how everything transfers out into the states. It's one thing to be in the UK. You know, because they don't get shows like that. But the U.S., different story. <laughs> different story yeah, with that, yeah. man. Um, oh, oh, I, I already seen the crowd shots for the Dynamite episode, man. Oh, man, no, no, no. Mm-mm. God bless. Oh, <laughs> this boy. Sunday, man, we're all in. Oh, it's boy. All, all, it's all out. All it, out, It's yeah. the same bullshit. That's what it is. Word to meals. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to him. But, uh, but yeah, uh. But no, 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 no. Uh, at, at the end of the day, man, um, that's can't worry about that stuff. Got a lot of stuff going on, and also we have not forgotten. Um, I know it was supposed to happen this month, but you know, life happens and stuff. You know, people got life events going on. Um, I, we have I haven't not forgotten about that that uh, hip hop fifty episode. Um, uh, we do still intend on uh, doing that. Um, we'll try to get that in next for, 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 for September. Um, but, uh, but just, just a little programming note. We haven't forgot about that, but, um, but anyway, thank everybody for listening. Um, appreciate it. Um, always, 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 always appreciate everybody support, um, for the podcast. Um, man, it's going to be, we're going to see how everything turns out. Um, Sunday, I mean, Saturday, with payback um next time that we next episode that we do um nfl season be going on so we'll be diving into that we'll talk about a lot that, uh, about a lot about that um nfl season um starting up um already been part of two fantasy leagues 
Um, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, uh, Google yeah. Podcasts, um, or you could also find us on the Family Podcast Network at thefamilypn.com. Um, you can always find us on there. Uh, shout out, uh, man! Listen, um, man, Cheats has been Cheats has been he's been doing a lot of stuff, man. I've been I've been really been focusing on his um his baseball mixtape, like that 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 that's greatness right there, man. Like I'm jealous that he got to see Ken Griffey Jr. Like that's my guy. Oh, that's oh, that's the reason why I got into baseball, Ken Griffey. But then again, he, I mean, because he wore number and he wore number twenty four. Also, like that was my that was my tribe. Like that was it. That that was it, man. That was my gateway. Um, but um, but yeah, shout out to him and everybody else. Um, all the other shows, all the other podcasts going on. Um, I know uh I I would have loved to have been on uh wrestling chat with friends the other night, um, but just wasn't able to do that. Um so but I'm I'm gonna hook up yeah. link up with them again uh for a future episode. Um man, uh, th- there's just there's just so much stuff that wanted to do. And uh, not enough time. So again, thank you, everybody. And um, once again, um, you know, hug your love, hug your loved ones extra tighter um, these days. You just don't know. Um, you, we just don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, and you just got to keep the light shining. Got to keep the light shining forever. Rest in peace, Bray, Terry yeah. Funk. We over and out. Peace.